the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Well, good morning and welcome. We're so glad that you are here with us today, and on many Sundays, it seems like we have as many people online as we have here in person. Today, if you're watching this version, it means that we are all online because of the nor'easter that came through. And we are grateful for the technologies that allow for us to continue to gather in worship, no matter whether the storms are outside or COVID or whatever the situation. We're glad that we can be here together in worship. Today we also do, as has been expressed, our, we want to express our love and our prayers for Ben Pease and his family. His mother, Beverly, lost her battle to cancer on Thursday and entered into the loving arms of her Savior. Peace be to her memory and comfort to the family. Now these past several weeks, we have been focusing in on the medium for the message and more importantly, in fact, that we've been talking about the, the, that we are the medium for the message. God has given us a message, the message of his love, and we have been invited and urged to serve, to reach people with this message, that others might see the love of God through us and through our actions. Years ago, there was a song that we used to sing at camp and in youth groups that they will know us as that they will know us as Christians by our love. And though we may no longer be singing this song, the words are still true. They will know us as Christians by our love. Now, last week, Ben focused in on the theme of loving our neighbors, specifically importance of showing and demonstrating the message of God's love to those around us, to our neighbors near to us, to those within our reach and in our communities. As Ben highlighted several of Bethany's ministries, he also spoke about the importance of not just doing something in order to check off a box. I did a good deed this day or this week or this month. Rather, as the medium of the message, it is important that we respond from the basis of love and the importance of being relational. In Luke 10, 25 through 37, I'm not going to read that for you, but I wanted to remind us about the fact that Jesus was in dialogue with a Jewish expert of the law, the law, the Torah law, the biblical law of the Old Testament. And when this man asked Jesus how he should live to inherit eternal life, Jesus said, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus goes on to challenge and stretch the thinking of the expert with the illustration that we have become so familiar with called the parable of the Good Samaritan. With the introduction of the, of the Samaritan man in the story, someone that the Jewish community looked down upon, Jesus stretches and opens up the idea of who is my neighbor? And the thinking had always been boundaries and had been defined of people, my neighbors are people like me, those who look like me, those who share my common beliefs, those who have my faith, those who are in my social class, those who have the same ethnicity. Yet in this parable, Jesus challenges all of that thinking 
Jesus opens it up, broke down the social barriers, the barriers that had existed for generations. Not only did Jesus introduce the Samaritan into the parable, but the Samaritan was also the one and the only one who demonstrated compassion, who showed love for an injured man to someone totally outside of his normal circle. The Samaritan, and only the Samaritan, the least likely of all, perhaps, was the one who demonstrated the love of God to his neighbors. He, the Samaritan, became the medium of the message that day, the message of God's love for others. Now today, we are the medium of that message. We have been invited and united in order to serve, to reach people with no limits on distance. We have been given a message to share through our words and through our actions to the uttermost parts of the world. What a wonderful gift and, you might say, a challenge. Now, you might also say, but that's entirely impossible. Yes, it does present a huge, huge challenge. Even before COVID, we could not all just get on a plane and travel to the uttermost parts of the world. That would be impractical. Nor are we all called physically to travel to a foreign country. And yet, as we learned last week, we are all called to love our neighbors, not just the ones that live on our block or in our city or our town, but we are challenged to reach all peoples. And so the challenge of how do we do this, even across great distance? Now, let me introduce for you a couple, Joel and Kim Delp. The Delps work with the Santiago Partnership, which partners with the Evangelical Covenant Church of Ecuador. They serve the community through three different ministries or types of ministries, providing a holistic care for children in Ecuador, taking care of physical, medical, and spiritual needs of children, and especially some of the most vulnerable of children. Bethany has been privileged to partner with them over the last several years. Let's listen now as to the interview that the Delts have with Pastor Ben. Hey, Joel and Kim, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for taking time tonight uh, to give us an update on your work and what God is up to in Ecuador. So if you could just uh, share with us a highlight of your current ministry uh, and maybe either an exciting opportunity or a challenge right now. Hmm. It's great to be here. Yeah, well, it's so great, so wonderful to greet you, Bethany Covenant. Uh, it's we've had a great relationship with you over the years. So, uh, yeah, things are interesting right now. <laughs> There's lots going on. Uh, the home uh, we have actually 21 kids in the home, which is a little bit over occupancy, or you know, how many kids we're supposed to have. Uh, but really, overall, the, the the home is doing pretty well. The biggest highlight that we have right now is our Forever Flowers ministry. I think many of you know that uh, it's a very large project that we have over 30 employees in Kayambe. The goal for the project is that it won't be eternally dependent upon foreign aid, but that through a social enterprise, a flower farm, uh, we can pursue self-sustainability. And with that, uh, this, this past year, we've purchased land. Uh, right at the end of the year, we finished constructing the greenhouses. 
Uh, and now uh, the, the soil is, is pretty much ready and we're just getting ready to, to plant the first flower. So we are so excited about this step and moving forward with the Forever Flowers Farm. And yes, we have had some challenges as all of you have with COVID. Um, our kids are back to 100% online uh, since Christmas break because cases here are really, uh, really elevated and our medical system just can't support it. So we're back to 100% online and unfortunately COVID has kind of gone through um, families and, and uh, members of the project as well. So that's a challenge. Um, and then as you are probably well aware, it, it um, usually people on the fringes and those that are marginalized are the ones that suffer during these kind of times. And so um, with our project, as well as just in the city where we live, it's been a huge, um, a huge challenge to try to, to try yeah. to handle. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, thank you. And we will be praying for you in that for sure. At, at Bethany recently, we've been talking about how um, our call to love our neighbors is really a call into relational ministry, you know, not to just kind of love from a distance or uh, love in an impersonal way, but actually to make it relational. Do you have an example of how uh, relational ministry is an important part of your ministry there? Yeah, I would say, you know, as a whole, that's kind of what what the ministry does. It, it gets mm -hmm. really personal really quick, uh, just working with families who are in distress and in risk, uh, both medically as well as uh, the children in the home. Um, so I would say that's just kind of general. Um, for, for us personally, um, we have, have tried to actually live that out um, literally <laughs> um, with our neighbors um, yeah. because uh, you know, we are in a, in a middle-class community here and, uh, people don't really know their neighbors all that much. So actually our kids over Christmas, um, made little cards that said Merry Christmas and Feliz Navidad and took it to almost every single neighbor on our street. And it was just such an example to us. And it's not even something we encouraged them to do. They yeah. just wanted to do yeah. it. And the families and kids and everybody started sending things back um, wanting to give money. And we're like, no, no, no. The, the kids are just doing this to have fun. And um, to the point that the little tienda on the corner, the lady put one of my daughter's pictures, Esther, up on the wall. Oh, wow. And, you know, families gave us different things. And so it was just a really neat way that um, it, it kind of bridged that gap of like, you know, we're not just the the white people on the corner. Like we're actually you know, our kids really care and wanted to show that they love their neighbor. And then, you know, again, because of, of so many people, uh, a lot of immigrants from Venezuela and Colombia have come to Quito and we don't really know how to tangibly help. So our family has been putting together kits, uh, okay. food, toothbrushes, soaps, things like that, and giving them to people on the streets. And um, it just, it doesn't seem like much, but sometimes people are just, shocked that people even that we even look at them and like look at the look at them in the eye and say something and so um it's not anything that we've done it's just something god gave us that we've had the the ability to do mm -hmm. yeah thank you for sharing that well our team is excited to get down and uh 
work there in Ecuador this summer. And uh, I want to ask you, you know, what, what do you see as missionaries who receive teams like this? What do you see as the value of supporting churches, actually sending teams to be on the ground, you know, in addition to the prayer and financial support that, that is sent? Yeah, it looks like I'm talking a lot, but Joel talks some too. Um, I I think it's just um, there's something different about seeing it on the screen or even seeing it in pictures or even hearing about it as opposed to seeing it actually on the ground. And I think there's something you you can't replace that um, with finances, with prayer. I mean, prayer is so important, um, but there's just something about tangibly seeing it and it, it's an experience that changes you. I mean, you you can't not be changed. Um, and, I, you know, we use Bethany actually as an example mm-hmm. um, when we talk to other churches about how to do ministry, how to do holistic ministry, uh, because you guys have set a really high standard of doing, for instance, uh, like a VBS while we do a medical caravan, um, you know, it's just, it's holistic ministry, and you guys have lived that out in past teams, and so we're really excited to see how that's going to work again, and uh, and we know it's going to work, and we know that God is already here uh, paving the way for that to happen. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. For me as the new guy, that's exciting to hear that uh, there's that relationship and reputation uh, of our teams. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, how can we be praying for you between now and and this summer when the trip when the team goes down? <laughs> well, please be praying for the project. Um, you know, our our project leader, our project director, Rolando Escola, actually is currently sick with COVID, so we'd appreciate oh. it for, for him yeah. right now and his family. Uh, they all have uh, fevers as well. Uh, but just it, it's a large project with over thirty employees uh, serving many. Uh, vulnerable people in which we have many moments of joy, but also many moments of conflict and and difficulties uh, and problems that we face. So please pray for our staff as we minister uh, through the ministries uh, that we have in Kayambe. Um, As a family, uh, appreciate your prayers. Um, It's been a, it's been a, tough couple years here, as it's been for many, Uh, you know, for us uh, doing a whole year of online school and then continuing this year, it's just been a lot for us to try to, you know, continue doing ministry all the while while, uh, helping our kids who are are pretty young uh, do schooling at home. Um, It's been a lot. It's we we've really hit our limit a lot of times. To the point in which we actually asked to take a sabbatical uh, this coming summer, um, where we are actually doing something a little bit new for Serve Globally and not be doing a, a traditional home assignment where we visit churches. We'll just be in the States for three, three months in which it'll be purely a sabbatical. Um, we don't know where the funding will come for for that. So <laughs> if there's any that would like to contribute to that, I'm sure you've read our newsletter and can see about that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just something that we're really looking forward and praying for this time. So if you could be praying for that. As Absolutely. Well. Yeah. I'm um, thankful you'll have that opportunity. And I pray that God really blesses that time for your family. And uh, please know that even in the service today, we will be uh, lifting these things up in prayer and and praying for you. So thank you so much for your time. And uh, it's been great. Yeah, it's been great to have you.
So one of the things that I appreciate about Bethany Covenant Church is that it places a high value on growing discipleship through loving and serving of our neighbors. Bethany focuses on the importance of looking outside of ourselves and the walls of this building, of raising up and coming together when there is a need and people are in need whether it be the food drives that were mentioned last week. Or years ago, we responded with a truckload of supplies that was sent down to Joplin, Kansas, Then, when, after that town had been destroyed by a tornado. We have also sent work teams to various places to help re- rebuild homes destroyed by Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. Bethany and the people of Bethany responded because their hearts were touched, because they felt that desire to respond to God as God led them. And yes, we did help to rebuild homes after these national disasters. And yet the most important thing was that we were building relationships with people in these areas. As we spent time with them, as we talked with them, as we listened to them, we prayed with them. We built relationships with each individual in that area. I have been privileged to participate in a number of mission trips over the years, including some to Ecuador. It is a joy to be able to grow God's love. This summer, a group of 18 or so individuals will be going from Bethany. They will be joined with their friends as they travel to Ecuador to work alongside and to serve alongside of the Delts and the church in Ecuador. Now, why are they going? It's not just because it's, it's not because it is a vacation, because it certainly is not a vacation. It's not because the rich Americans want to come and to show the Ecuadorians how to do things right. That's not the case at all. It is because relationships have been formed with the Delps, with the pastors of the local churches, with their parishioners, with the host families who open up their homes and provide us a place to sleep, with the church members who, who prepare meals, with the children, with the families with whom they minister. That is what draws us back and forth, that we are in relationship with these people. Kim Dell said it very, very well when she stated that the value of sending teams from local churches to serve beside our missionaries is that it opens up their eyes, seeing on the ground versus seeing things just on the screen. As we eat together, sing together, pray together, ride buses together, share stories and pray again. That is when the relationships are growing, and that is when life begins and ministry begins. It breaks down barriers and opens up our eyes to see and to focus on the similarities rather than the differences. Serving helps to change the us versus them into an all-inclusive us, for we are all children of God. Serving on a short-term mission trip challenged one person to learn Spanish so that when he got home, he was better able to communicate with some of his workers in the States. Serving on a short-term mission trip challenged others to see things and people through a new lens, through new eyes, not how different the Ecuadorians were, but rather how similar we are to one another. The Delps gave the example that they are struggling with their children now returning to online learning. Just as parents here in Berlin and Connecticut 
also struggle when their children have to go on either hybrid or they have to go return to online learning because of COVID. Their children and the children in Ecuador struggle with isolation brought on due to COVID. They struggle with getting to know their neighbors, just as we oftentimes do in our own neighborhoods. And it is interesting, as Kim said, it was the children that figured out a way of how to connect behind, to the families behind the doors, that they were the ones, just as it was said in Jeremiah, they led They've made Christmas cards. They took them to their neighbors, and it opened up doors and windows and voices of opportunity that they could indeed say hello to their neighbor and begin to build those relationships together. The children shall lead. The families in the smaller and the rural communities alike desire to care for their children and provide the best of care and education that they possibly can, just like we do here in the States. And parents and grandparents alike desire for their children and their grandchildren to be safe, and they desire for them to come to know and to love Jesus Christ. If you ever have an opportunity to participate in a short-term mission project, whether it be in New Britain or Hartford or some other place, I encourage you to prayerfully consider it. Don't just jump at the opportunity. It needs to be God's call in your life. Yet the truth is the majority of people will never step foot on a foreign soil as a short-term mission experience. And so does that mean that the rest of us just sit back and let the few respond to the call of loving and serving their neighbors that are far away? No, not at all. Each and every one of us, in fact, responds to that call in partnering and joining with loving and serving our neighbors, though they are far away. We are a key to their supply chain. Bethany sponsors five different missionary families, and the Covenant supports and sponsors mission projects and partnerships all around the world in nearly 50 nations around the world. We are a key part of their supply chain. They depend upon us, and we all know what happens when the supply chain is cut off or held up. As we give and support to the missions and the ministries of Bethany, we are indeed supporting the missionaries and the ministries of our five sponsored missionaries and their families and the work that they are doing on God's behalf, on our behalf in the globe, in the countries around the world. We are also a lifeline for them. We are the lifeline of prayer and though we, may, we cannot all pick up and go on board that plane, we can all, each and every one of us, be partners with our short-term and long-term missionaries through our prayers. The Covenant has a prayer calendar. This booklet, where each and every one of our Covenant-sponsored missionaries are listed, and each and every one of them has a specific day of the month that is repeated on a rotation throughout the year. I have had many missionary colleagues that have shown me and told me repeatedly how they knew that their day was coming, that their day of prayer was on the calendar, not because they opened up the book and saw it. They knew because they felt it in their hearts. They knew because they felt the strength and the connectedness and the, that they felt all along that day, they knew before the calendar page was flipped, they knew that the lifeline to others around the world 
was live and well in prayer. Prayer and the power of prayer does indeed become the lifeline that extends across the miles, across the borders, and across the oceans. And that is how we, that is how we can be partners together in serving our neighbors near and far. That is how we are able to take the voice of God, the message of God, and to continue to spread the hope. Prayer becomes and strengthens the message of hope, the message of God's love, and reminding all of us, whether serving in a foreign mission field or our own street, that is not all on us. It is not all on me. I am joined together through prayer with others all around me, strengthening me to build one relationship at a time, demonstrating God's love to one person at a time, and to be God's hands both here and far away. That is our call. That is our mission for each and every one of us. Let us pray together. Our gracious God, you have indeed given us this opportunity and the call to serve you in a short-term mission experience or a long-term mission experience or lifetime careers. We give our thanks, God, for those that have accepted the call to serve you. We ask that you might strengthen those who serve globally in your name. Encourage them when they are down and tired. Give them rest and support when they feel overwhelmed. And may each and every one of in each and every one of them know that they are not alone, but that they are being prayed for by us, that the lifeline is there, even though they may not know us. And today, Lord God, we do lift up to you the Delps, the Ecuadorian Covenant Church, that your hand, your voice of love might be multiplied to the ones with whom they minister. We also pray for our other special missionaries, those that we support, Gary and Pauline Carlson, as they minister in Japan, Peter and Ruth Dutton, as they minister in Thailand, Carl and Susan Peterson, as they minister in Mexico, and Ken and Adrian Satterberg as they minister in France to the refugees and some of the most vulnerable in that area. Lord God, you have filled us with love overflowing, with hope abundant. Let us share it with all that we come in contact with and even those that we don't. Might your word of hope be spread around the world. In this God we pray. Amen. Amen.